Welcome back to another edition of the Fat Boys Dynasty podcast hosted by the Fantasy Holics. Back again is Brant and Bo coming at you this week. We're going to hit you guys with our top 36 wide receivers. Uh, I think you and I had, have discussed this pretty pretty decently at length here, Brant. And uh, there's some surprises. Both of us have some names left out, some names in, and, and some big teams that we left off of here absolutely. as well. Absolutely, um, absolutely. So, Brant, unless you got anything you want to say... Let's just jump right into these wide receiver running back or wide receiver rankings. Excuse me, we did the running backs last week, uh, and uh, you want, there's 36 names on each of our papers. You want to start going one six at a time, each one of us. Here? Yeah, we can knock that out. Get hit a little me, six sections going. Hit me with your six, your first six, Brandon. My top six, pretty pretty easy, pretty simple. Here it's Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, and Devontae Adams. Um. Pretty self-explanatory with all six names there. Um, let's hit your six real quick. And Yeah, so mine's really, really strongly similar. Same six names, just a little different order. I got Justin Jefferson at one, Jamar Chase two, CeeDee Lamb three, Cooper Cup at four, Stephon Diggs at five, and Devontae Adams at six. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people are going to look at this and go, How, why does neither one of the two fat boys have Jamar Chase uh at, at, at number one. Well, it's quite simple. Justin Jefferson sent us a gift basket of chocolate, and Jamar Chase didn't. We're fat boys. We like food. You know, no, actually, <laughs> it's real simple, and it's. I think we're both in strong, strong agreement on this one. It's that Jamar Chase has T. Higgins, who's a year, year longer into his career than Jamar Chase is. They're going to be tied together for a little while. And Justin Jefferson has Adam Thielen, who's on that downward swing of his career. And I think that's just the biggest difference. Absolutely. And, and then, then you got Cincy also adding uh, Hurst. Um, you still got a huge question mark in the tight end there in Minnesota. It's it's really it's all about Jefferson's got less competing with him uh, uh, to Jamar Chase. That's that's pretty much plain and simple in my side. Yeah, you know, I want to I do want to say one thing to make the argument for Jamar Chase. It is better for him to be married long term to Joey Burrow than it is for Justin Jefferson to be with Kirk Cousins. But again, it's the National Football League. Injuries could happen, not wishing that on Joe Burrow at all. But we also saw Andrew Luck retire super early into his career. I don't know if we'd even seen the prime of Andrew Luck quite yet. Uh, And so things happen. So don't necessarily be on the idea of players being married to somebody because things do happen. But one through six, done and over with. Let's get seven through 12. Uh, For me, I got A.J. Brown at seven, Debo Samuel at eight, Jalen Waddell at nine, D.K. Metcalf at ten, Deontay Johnson at eleven, and Tyreek Hill rounding out number twelve. All right, uh, mine is uh, pretty easy here. It's uh, A.J. Brown I have at seven also. I have D.K. Metcalf all the way back up there at number eight, so a couple spots higher than you. I've got Tyreek Hill there at twelve. I got Debo at ten. I got Terry McLaurin at my 11 spot, and I got T. Higgins, who we referenced just a little bit earlier, at my number 12 spot here. Okay, you said you had Tyreek Hill at your number 12. Where do you actually have Tyreek Hill? Nine. Sorry, did I read it right off yours? You must have. (laughs) Yeah, so. Okay. um, T. Higgins is up there once again. He's 23 years old. He's been in the league two years with Joe Burrow. Um, he's done it. Uh, he's done it both years. He's 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 produced for that offense, um, and now he's starting to see the number two coverage on most teams. Uh, well, we saw him do just fine the year removed without Chase, um, and, and and T. Higgins is going to be a guy that's going to consistently be able to hang up numbers too, um, along with Jamar Chase. So I mean, I really honestly believe that since he can can support two number one dynasty wide receivers. Now, will they both hang up number one wide receiver numbers week in and week out? Probably not. But you're going to get a fluctuation between them. And by the end of the year, I really think that you're going to see them at one, at, at, 
both inside that top 12. Okay, so you've got two Cincinnati wide receivers in your top 12. I've got two Dolphins. Of course, uh, neither one of them are as high as, as Jamar Chase, but I have J- had Jalen Waddle at 9 and, and uh, Tyreek at 12. So really, it's I guess it's just a difference of opinion on which one we think is going to be a little bit better uh, between the two of us, which one we think maybe uh, uh, Tua falls in love with. Uh, you know, DK is the one that's, that's kind of interesting to me here. We both have him inside the 7 to 12 range. You had him at uh, 8. I had him at 10. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people are sitting there scratching their heads going, oh, yeah, but what about Geno Smith or, or Drew Locke? Well, I think that's pretty obvious too, right? That's a short-term stopgap at quarterback. And, and DK is not guaranteed to be in Seattle forever. Pete Carroll's not guaranteed to be there forever. DK is still only – uh, 24 years of age so you know with that shelf life that we like to talk about with wide receivers he's still got seven really productive years looking at, looking ahead of him here uh, and I think that you know it'd be asinine for either one of us to take him outside of the top 12. Yeah absolutely um, I, I have him up there at number eight he's still 24 years old and it's like you said it's, it's just a short gap so you're not there's a good chance you're going to see a DK decline this year um, but he, like I said, 24 years old, he's probably going to get paid from Seattle. And even if he doesn't, he's going to get paid from somewhere. He's a big body wide receiver. He's going to be a red zone threat at almost any team that he goes to. Um, so, I mean, it's just that DK is going to officially be the guy. Yeah. But it's just, like I said, this year maybe don't look for a huge performance from him, but it's going to be coming. For sure. All right, you want to take us through uh, your 13 through 18 here? So my number 13, I got Jalen Waddle, who you had at 9. Um, I have DJ Moore at number 14. I have Deontay Johnson at number uh, number 15. I have Chris Godwin at 16. Jerry Judy at 17. And I got Michael Pittman Jr. at the 18. Okay. Uh, my 13 through 18 is uh, I've got T. Higgins, who you had at 12, so we were one spot difference there. I've got Chris Godwin at 14, Terry McLaren at 15, Mike Evans at 16, DJ Moore at 17, and Michael Pittman at 18. So 18 is similar for us. Listen, I want to touch base on Mike Evans for just a split second here uh, because I do have two Tampa Bay wide receivers in the top uh, as wide receiver twos uh, in Dynasty in these rankings too. And I I, I want to say and and start by prefacing that in a redraft league, I think you – I don't know if you could go wrong taking Mike Evans as a top five wide receiver this year uh, in redraft because of the simple fact that Godwin's out the first six weeks. There's no Gronk in Tampa Bay anymore. Tom Brady's got to throw the ball to somebody, and it's going to be somebody he trusts. Mike Evans is going to get peppered with targets, and I think those targets early are going to be enough. Not to say he's not going to get targets after Godwin comes back. That's not what that means at all. But Mike Evans is going to start off strong enough this year that he could be average the rest of the year and still finish as a wide receiver too, in my opinion. And he's only still he's still only twenty year, eight years of age. He's not a burner. He really never has been. So I I still expect him to be completely relevant for another three four years here. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to hit on Mike Evans, even though he's not in my top eighteen. He's just outside of it. Mike Evans is is a guy that this year could I don't want to say easily because it's probably not going to be easy, but could really break the touchdown record for wide receivers in a season. He's going to be what we're talking probably what four to eight weeks without Godwin anywhere in that time frame probably. Um, so he's going to get peppered. He's the most trusted guy on that offense right now. So I would definitely look for him to be, you know, a very 
a very reliable target in redrafts. Um, and like I said, I have him at number 20. I'll go ahead and throw that out there. So he's, he's a reliable target here in, in Dynasty also. He's going to finish as a – should finish as a wide receiver too. And uh, same thing, I've got Godwin and Evans both in the wide receiver two range. Um, so I'm going to hit on Jerry Judy real fast. I do have him in my top uh, top 18. I got him at number 17. Um uh, Judy, he's he's a great route runner. He gets he gets the the upgrade at QB with um, with Russell Wilson coming to town. He gets rid of Drew Locke and and two two glove Teddy. And I really think that Judy is going to be one of the guys that's going to benefit the most from this. I really like him, and that's another team that I also we'll talk about that here in a minute. I also have Cortland Sutton up higher in my rankings too um, because of that upgrade at QB mm-hmm. and. Really, you're, you're, the question mark at the tight end and, and, and outside of the second wide receiver, you got Sutton, you got Judy, and you got Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. And the rest is really question marks in that offense. And so I really like the upside that Judy and, uh, and Sutton also provide. Um, All right. Uh, my 19 through 24 uh, is Drake London, first rookie that I have listed. Uh, I have Jerry Judy at 20, who you had at 17. I got Darnell Mooney at 21, Elijah Moore at 22, Rashad Bateman at 23, and Cortland Sutton at 24. Okay, okay. I have Drake London, my first rookie, also at number 19. Mike Mike Evans at number 20. I got Keenan Allen at 21. I've got Devontae Smith at 22, Rashad Bateman at 23, and I got Cortland Sutton sitting there at number 24. Um did you have Keenan Allen in that section there? I do not. I have okay. Keenan Allen coming up a little bit uh, later. I'm going to hit on Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's one of the most reliable targets in the NFL. Regardless of who his quarterback has been, he's been one of the most uh, – or been one of the best pass catchers in the NFL. He doesn't have many drops. He's another guy that really could – at 30 years old, he is the oldest I do have inside my top 24. Um, but even at 30 years old, this guy is going to produce in an offense that – it has Justin Herbert throwing the football. So I absolutely love the upside um, of, of him there at number 21 as a, as a low-end uh, wide receiver, too, for, uh, to start my uh, dynasty rosters with. Yeah, you know, the one I want to talk about that you left out is, is Darnell Mooney. Uh, again, I, I think, you know, we've beat up on the Chicago Bears quite a bit here this offseason with the, with the lack of their um, additions offensively to help Justin Fields out. Um, and – you know, that's not good for Justin Fields, but it's great for a guy like Darnell Mooney. Uh, and, you know, Darnell Mooney only being 24 years of age, has that full season under his belt with Justin Fields. Um, and truth be told, there's going to be some weeks where I, I wouldn't be shocked if Darnell Mooney has some wide receiver one on the week uh, numbers this year, uh, just because, there again, there's not a whole lot else in Chicago. I mean, you got Byron Pringle and, and you know, Cole Komet and, and – yeah, it's, there's just not a whole lot in Chicago, and I, I look forward to Darnell Mooney having a great year this year. Yeah, absolutely, that's another guy, and, and that that rolls me right into the next section here. Uh, number twenty-five, I have Darnell Mooney. So, I mean, I have him up there too. Uh, number twenty-six, I have Amari Cooper. Um, number twenty-seven, this one may come as a little shock. I have DeAndre Hopkins at my number twenty-seven spot, um, and then Chase Claypool um, at my twenty-eight. Traylon Burks at 29, my second rookie. And then I also have Mike Williams at my number 30 spot there. 
So that's my next six. Uh, like you've already hit on it, Darnell Mooney is a guy that has is nothing but upside in that offense with Justin Fields. Um, he's a guy that, that this will be his prove it point. Like this will be his chance to really step out because it's him. And then you named a few other guys that we're not even sure if they're going to see the field. I know one has been arrested. And, yeah, yeah. And, and you got him and Cole Clement are really the only solidified targets that they have gotten to see there in in Chicago. And so, I mean, if he if, if if he can come out and he can create such as a Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson thing, where Fields is starting to get mobile out and Darnell Moody can create that separation, this guy, the sky, really, the, the sky's the limit for Darnell Moody. And like you said, it would not shock me at all to see him hang our, our wide receiver one numbers. Yeah, it, you know, again, it, Darnell Mooney is the, the guy that uh, he's going to be a product of just lack of options. You know, we, we've seen that before in the past. I mean, not again, not to say Darnell Mooney's Devontae Adams, but look what Devontae Adams did when there was really nothing else there. Look what Tyreek Hill did when there was really nothing else in the wide receiver core in Kansas City. Again, those are great quarterbacks, and I'm not trying to put Justin Fields on that level. But a lot of times we see a guy as the only viable wide receiver in that, in that system and that team, and they blow up. And that's not to say that the Bears don't add more wide receivers in the future and that, that maybe Darnell Mooney's value takes a hit or, you know, his volume goes down a little bit. But he sh- this is a guy that could be peppered with 130-plus targets this year. Uh, and if that happens, and he, I mean, listen, Darnell Mooney could finish as a top-10 wide receiver. I mean, that's, a, that's an outrageous take because of how bad the Bears' offense is going to be. But it, it's – it's possible. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It would not shock me to see Darnell Mooney finish as a top ten wide receiver. And, and you're also talking their defense is going to be a little a little worse than, than it has been. So they're going to have to pass to hang with the team. They don't have any real home run hitters in their backfield. They do have good running backs, but really Mooney could it'd be, be. It'd be really awkward if they had home run hitters because they'd be playing the wrong sport. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely would be. Um, but Darnell Mooney could be the only guy that can actually take the top off of a defense. Yeah, there. You, you ain't wrong. Uh, my 25 through uh, 30 here is Devontae Smith at 25, Jamison Williams at 26, who is my second uh, rookie off the board. At 27, I have Allen Robinson, former Chicago Bear. 28, I have Garrett Wilson, my third wide rookie. 29, I have Amari Cooper. And 30, I have Keenan Allen. So you and I are about nine spots different on Keenan Allen. Uh, the one I want to talk about here real quick, if I may, is Amari Cooper. Okay, um, Amari Cooper just went to Cleveland. Yes. You know who else went to Cleveland, Brant? Deshaun Watson just went to Cleveland. I was going to say the masseuse, but yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure there is some masseuses in, in Cleveland. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully they went into witness protection. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, Deshaun Watson just went to Cleveland. Baker Mayfield is refusing to stay in Cleveland, and it's very possible that it could be Jacoby Brissett for a year plus mm-hmm. throwing the ball to those Browns wide receivers. And if that happens, I'm sorry, I'm going to start fading that team quite a bit. Absolutely. Uh, and so right now, Amari Cooper is in my top 36, but it's very contingent on where Deshaun Watson's suspension finishes. If Deshaun Watson's suspended for a year, I can live with Amari Cooper at 28 years of age still being in my top 36 because he will bounce back when Deshaun Watson comes back. Uh, Potentially. Deshaun Watson will be, what, three years out of football after he comes back at that point? Um, So, I mean, it's... 
Amari Cooper, the talent's there. If there's a decent quarterback in town getting the ball out there, he's going to be fine. But for me, it's really it's really scary to rank him there because I definitely feel like Deshaun Watson's going to get the book thrown at him. Uh, the 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 gravel is going to be slammed. Gavel, not gravel. Gavel, gavel. is going <laughs> to be slammed. This is why I'm not an attorney, folks. Uh, is going to be slammed, and I think uh, you know Amari Cooper's fantasy value could kind of kind of plummet. Again, in a dynasty league, it's nice because you can hang on to players. You don't have to worry about it. In a redraft league, I don't know if I'm touching Amari Cooper this year. I may let that be somebody else's headache. Uh, but for dynasty rankings, I just didn't feel right not having him in there. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we saw what Cooper does with backups there in Dallas the year that they were missing Dak. And he had an okay season. I'm not 100% sure where he finished up, up at. Um, but it, it's, it's a guy that he's going in, and, and it's not just the fact that Watson's new to the system and or not even in the system, but Jacoby Brissett's brand new in the system. Cooper's brand new in the system. So both those guys got to figure it out. And then they added a new rookie and David Bell also in the system. Really, the only person that's been in that system wide receiver-wise is David Njoku. And Donovan Peoples-Jones. And Peoples-Jones, that is right. Both of those names are, you know, guys that are also possibly names to look at later on. But we'll talk about that later on down the road. But, yeah, Amari's one of those guys that you may have to grab and sit it and hold on to it and <laughs> – that sounds a lot like what happened with Deshaun when he went to the massage parlor. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stay away from those, Deshaun. We were, uh, as an owner of Amari Cooper in one of my dynasty leagues, I uh, was extremely excited to see you there, almost as excited as you are to walk into a massage parlor. Um, but, <laughs> all right, let's roll into number 31 through 36 here. Um, <laughs> I have uh, Jameson Williams. Um, at my 31, I have Elijah Moore, um, who at my 32, I've got Chris Olave there at 33. I have Juju Smith-Schuster at the 34 spot. Now here I got a whole bunch of cross-offs here on my list here. I have Brandon Cooks in my 35th spot, and I have Garrett Wilson for the New York Jets in my 36th spot. Um, my 35 and 36, I'm pretty sure I had about five, six different names. Um, but these are the two that I finally settled on. Um, so Yeah, it's it's real easy when you sit in principle like, okay, we're going to make some rankings. We're going to name the top 36. <laughs> Not a problem, right? And then you get down and you're like, oh, wait, but I forgot about this guy. Yeah. Oh, wait, but this guy I forgot about too. Wait, this guy also deserves to be in there. But at some point you got to make that cut, right? you got to say, okay, this guy's going to be there. This guy's not going to be there. And you can't walk it back after a certain point, right? Uh so it'd be really it'd be really interesting, Brant, if you and I kept these lists and about two years from now look back at these and see, okay, was that guy really a dynasty, you know, at that point or top thirty six or no? Uh, and I have a feeling there'd be some we'd cross out, some we'd circle hugely. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of the, the hard part about making these rankings, right? I think it would have been easier for us if we would have went to about sixty, uh, but that's not what happened. <laughs> Uh, so, for me, my 31 through 36 is Michael Thomas at 31, Hunter Renfro at 32, Chase Claypool at 33, Brandon Cooks at 34, Malcolm Hollywood Brown at 35, and Traylon Burks at 36. So, Brandon, I think the big consensus here is there's some names on my list that didn't make yours and vice versa. So, let's talk about that for a minute if we can. Okay? Okay. So I have on my list that you don't have, I have Allen Robinson, Michael Thomas, Hunter Renfro, and Hollywood Brown. 
Okay, I believe on your list that you had that I didn't was Mike Williams. Yes. Chris Olave. Yes. Juju. Juju. And DeAndre Hopkins. And DeAndre Hopkins. So let's get into this for a minute. I'm going to justify my four that I have in, and then I'll let you justify the four that you have in, and then we'll talk about it. Actually, I'll justify my four, and if, you don't, if you've got something you want to say as to why you left them off, we'll get into that, and then I'll do that with yours. So the first one I had in that you had, Allen Robinson. Okay, here's my justification for it. Getting ready to play with the best quarterback of his career. Okay, getting ready to play in a division that's a lot more friendly for passing than what he was leaving. Okay, and he's still only 28 years of age. Okay, that's my justification. You got anything to tell? Any any argument to Allen Robinson? The only reason I left him out is entering a new system. Um, what was his age? I'm sorry. 28. 28. So he's getting into a new system. Third team in his career. Um, it just I, he's one of those guys that I'm, I'm kind of sitting back and I'm waiting. We just saw Cooper Cup become, you know, break all sorts of records last year. And you know the chemistry between him and, and uh, Stafford there. So Allen Robinson is one of those guys that I do. I mean, like you said, if we were going to 60, I guarantee he'd be up there probably within the top 40, 45 spots. But he's just a guy that I'm kind of sitting back to see how that offense uh, goes with him. Okay. Uh, Michael Thomas, uh, 29 years of age. Uh, Jameis Winston is going to have one of the bigger arms that uh, Michael Thomas has gotten to play with. And without playing all of last year, he's still in the top five in reception since 2016. Uh, and so Michael Thomas is a guy that if he gets on the field, I know there's been some names added to this this that uh, team this offseason. Uh, but with Kamara looking down the, the track of a possible suspension, I look for Michael Thomas to come in right where he left off. Okay, absolutely. And this guy is literally, we talked about this as we left work. I, 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 he's one of the three names I scratched off here between 35 and 36. He's a guy that, once again, playing with one of the biggest arm quarterbacks he's probably had in his career. So how is he going to do on the deep routes? We know that he can catch those slants because, you know. Made his living there. Yeah, he's made his living there with Drew Brees. He's going in, and to him, I know he's still on the same team. He's going in with a new quarterback that he's never played with. He's going back into a new system because uh, Sean Payton's out the door. Um, they added Chris Olave, and they also added um, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, who could possibly be one of the best wide receivers, um, one of the sl- best slot wide receivers that was on the market this year. Um, he's one of those guys. Like I said, I have him just outside of my top thirty-six. Uh, he's just one of those guys. Uh, I gave up a lot for him um, two years ago, so uh, he's just kind of been just chilling on my my bench. Um, so he was a guy that. Um, has bit me once, and uh, I just I feel like that might be the reason I have him a little lower than a lot of people do. Um, but it, that's another thing. Like I said, he's, he's going into that, that, that new system. He's been out of football for a year, so he's one of those guys I'm, I just want to wait and see. Okay. Uh, Hunter Renfro, I'll make this one really quick and uh, easy. No longer going to be getting the number one corner or coverage uh, there in Vegas with uh, Devontae Adams in town. Still only 26 years of age. And this is a guy that his volume may go down a little bit, but his production should skyrocket. Uh, and that's really my argument for Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro, in my mind, made his most of his living in the in the volume type of, of passing, um, getting peppered with targets. Um, I don't think he ever really drew the number one corner um, a lot of the time. Um, I mean, I could be wrong. I haven't looked into the um, – Line or matchups, the cornerback wide receiver lineup matchups, um, too much this offseason yet. 
But Hunter Renfro is a guy that I, I feel like he made his his living in targets. He finished as wide receiver 11 last year, which is, I mean, kind of crazy for him, uh, for a guy that's finished 64 and 56 two years prior. Um, with Adams coming to town, I think there's going to be a lot of balls forced to Adams. Um, Waller's still going to get his forced targets. Uh, Renfro's just one of those guys that I just don't see the volume being there that could put him in the wide receiver th- wide receiver three range. Now, this guy is a very valuable uh, flex or flex two start, I think. Um, he will have some great weeks. It's just I don't see how it how he can produce like he did last year. Okay, and the last one I have is uh, Malcolm Hollywood Brown. Again, uh, this one's real simple. Reunited with his college quarterback, okay? Um, no DeAndre Hopkins for the first six weeks. I know D-Hop's trying to get that suspension uh, reduced trying to get it vacated, saying he didn't know he was taking this. It was it was a, a – um, I'm trying to think of the word here. Uh, anyway, he didn't – didn't, out on that one. He didn't think he should be suspended for it. I'm praying he's not – he's my wide receiver one in Dynasty. Going to be real hurt if he if I miss him for six weeks. But Malcolm Brown should step right in and see a ton of targets. Christian Kirk's targets are vacated from last year, and D-Hop's targets for six weeks are going to be vacated. I look for Hollywood to explode. Again, D-Hop's not getting any younger, um, and Malcolm Brown should step in and, and absolutely see that volume that we're, that we're talking about and, and should see a lot of volume for the first six weeks. Absolutely. There's, I, I really have no justification for leaving him off, minus the, the whole Kyler Murray situation there in, in Arizona. And then you also have Hopkins, and and you got a rushing quarterback. And I just don't know how much volume and passing is going to be going in, around that team. I don't know how deep – you know, how many deep passes you're going to see with with Hollywood Brown getting, getting used that way. Um, so he's just one of those guys that – I just don't I don't see how the volume can be there for him once everybody's healthy. I think absolutely in a redraft league, you absolutely have to look at this guy, especially if that suspension st- sticks. Um, so he's just one of those guys that, once again, all four of these guys I could vouch as, as being in the top six. I, I thought of the word. Top 36. I what? thought contaminated. His mm. test was contaminated. Somebody was trying to set that man up. Yeah. Contaminated. Wasn't me. <laughs> I can't. I can't spell the word, but I, I finally thought. It. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't. I, I if, if his suspension is lifted, um, I don't see how Brown. I understand he's reunited with the college quarterback, but honestly, it's been what three years since they played. Three, four years. Do you really stay? You know, is that is that um, unity still there? <laughs> it's it's talked about a lot with Etn and Lawrence. I know that's a lot less further removed but if yeah. it's still relevant there so all right let's go through your four that you that you have that i left off wherever you want to start i'll start right there with deandre hopkins um as you said my my reasoning is the man's 30 years old i understand he's older um but the fact that the man puts up wide receiver number wide receiver one numbers when he's in the game he has with some of the worst quarterbacks we've ever seen in the nfl in Houston, this guy constantly puts up numbers. He gets peppered with targets. He's got the best hands probably in the NFL. He's a guy that I wouldn't mind owning on any of my dynasty teams. And that, I mean, I have him down there in the wide receiver three range because he is facing that that uh, six game suspension. But I honestly, I just DeAndre Hopkins is a guy that that I love owning, and and he's always consistently putting up numbers. So he's, he's it's very easy to put him there. Well, I'll just put you on the spot then. I'll give you DeAndre Hopkins. You give me Michael Thomas. 
No. Okay. But you left Michael Thomas out of your top 36. I did. All right. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, for me, it's real simple. Uh, 30 years of age, wasn't used the same way in Arizona as he was in Houston, and he's got a six-game suspension. That's all I need to say about that. That's why DeAndre Hopkins is not on mine. And you know my love for DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Uh, the other one's Mike Williams, number 27. Or number 30. Sorry. I'm still looking at Hopkins. Michael Thomas. It's my number 30. You had him out. Mike Williams. What the? F- you called it. You said you would get me at one point today. I'd mess something up. What a surprise. Uh, <laughs> Mike Williams. He's in the uh, Chargers offense. That's why. Pretty much that's it. That's an air raid offense. They throw that ball a lot. Uh, There's plenty of targets to go around. Um, Being there at the number 30 spot, he's a guy that for the first couple weeks of the season, he was a a top five wide receiver. Then he had a little downfall. He had a little injury bang up. This guy, if he's healthy, he's a guy that's hanging out plenty of numbers. And he's shown that he can do it. Health is always that issue, though. Yeah, it's real simple for me, injuries injuries and that's that's about all I have to say about that. I mean, you, 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 this is a guy that is in your top 36 and he's not even the number sec, number 2 receiving option on his team. Keenan Allen's one, Austin Eckler's two or maybe Eckler one and Allen two. But you're talking about the third option and he can't stay healthy. How many I'd be interested to know how many games or how many how many years in his career he's played more than 75% of the games. Let's check the stats real quick. If I can get it to pull up, here we go. Oh, he finished his wide receiver 12 last year. He did. One spot uh, behind Hunter Renfro. Well, he's played 16, 15, 15, 16, and 10. Okay, I stand corrected. Apparently injury is <laughs> not a bit as big of an issue for him. as. It, but even, even with that being said, 9 or 11, or 12 from 42 or 46, 40, or 39, 32, and 136. So even worse finishes than Hunter Renfro prior to Hunter Renfro. So I guess it's just a difference of opinion on Mike Williams. I, I, why I thought he was constantly injured, I don't know. But it feels like he's been injured every <laughs> every like week always, of every year of his career. It feels like he always has that questionable tag next to his name. My Lord. Okay. Uh, okay. So we both stand correct because I definitely thought he had missed more games than that. Um, so, but I mean, you got to look. His 2019 and 2018 season, he did play with Philip Rivers, who couldn't get the ball down the field. And then 2020, um, yeah, 2020, he played with Herbert, and that actually was, well, he only played 15 games. Sorry, I was looking at it wrong. So, but I mean, he played 15 games there um, with him. So he's just a guy that's, he's, he's been right there at that 30 range. Um, three out of his five seasons, he's been at the 30 range, 39, 32, and then he also had the 12. Um, so he's just a guy, like I said, he, he produces long, long, uh, he catches the long ball from Justin Herbert, and I think that he's going to continue to be the number two wide out there in a, in a pass friendly offense. Um, so my other one's Chris Olave, um, the youth, he's coming in. Um, it sounds like they're moving him all over the formation. Um, and once again, at, at 22 years old, going into this offense, he's getting to work this offseason with Jameson Winston, Jameis Winston, and he is – so he um, he's getting that work in the offseason with him. So he's going to have more chemistry than I think uh, Michael Thomas will coming into the year. And so that's why I have him at 33. Yeah, it's it, my, my reasoning behind Olave is real simple. It's Jarvis Landry, it's Alvin Kamara, and it's Michael Thomas. 
Uh, it's really hard for me to envision somebody being the top in the top 36 uh, when I think there's three better pass catching options on the team, let alone two. Uh, and so for that reason, that's that's my rationale. Now, Chris Olave, somebody again, the age, he just similar to the way you said with uh, Allen Robinson, I'd probably have Chris Olave in my next six players if I went six more spots. So he, he's just right there. But, you know, uh, with Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas there. Now, granted, both of them are, are much older in their careers, uh, so it won't be a long-term deal. Uh, but for right now, I just could not justify putting Olave up there. Absolutely, absolutely. And the last one I have is Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, he's going. He's playing with the best quarterback that he's probably had um, in the NFL. I'm uh, giving you a dirty look right now that people can't see. Probably the best? Probably. Yeah, I'm still going to say Probably. Uh, probably the best quarterback he's ever played with in the NFL. Noodle arm Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph <laughs> is is Big Ben didn't always prob- have a noodle arm for Juju's career. He did. <laughs> yeah. So, but he's going. He's playing with Patrick Mahomes. He's going into this offense. He'll be the uh, number two target getter because Travis Kelsey will be the number one. Um, so I, I really see him, and we've seen him thrive as the number two in in Pittsburgh. We've seen him. Um, you know, have his downfall, but he's still 25 years old. He's going in to play with Patrick Mahomes. The, the, honestly, I feel like everything is looking up for Juju. If he can stay off of TikTok with uh, Patrick Mahomes' brother, I think he'll be all right in his career. Well, that's <laughs> not off to a good start. I can say that. Uh, but, Season's not here yet. Season's not here. Which means it's only going to get worse. Jackson Mahomes and Juju Smith-Schuster on the sidelines. When Patrick Mahomes is going, why do I only have 10 guys in the huddle? Um but for me, it's 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 deeper than that. Uh, I I think Juju's probably going to be the number one pass catching option outside of Travis Kelsey. But it also wouldn't shock me to see it be Sky Moore, Marquez Valdez Scantling, McCole Hardman, Justin Ross. I mean, the list is very very long. And Kansas City is for a long, well, at least since Patrick Mahomes has been in town, been desperate for that wide receiver too opposite of Tyreek Hill and truth be told I think they have a ton of wide receiver twos on their roster I'm not sure if one of them emerges over the course of the season as a wide receiver one uh, in that scheme I think it'll be kind of uh, similar to what we've seen with running back by committees I think you could see a hot hand getting the the targets from Mahomes uh, and it may be a one week where it's it's Juju the next week it could be Sky Moore the next week it could be Travis well it's gonna be Travis Kelsey most weeks uh, but McCole Hardman, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, if Justin Ross makes a roster, my goodness, he was so talented in college uh, and looked great his freshman year, then had some bad quarterback play a couple years there in Clemson uh, and got to sign or pick where he signed this offseason after going undrafted because of his back concerns. Yes. Uh, but I, I just think it's too muddled right now in the water. And a, and a, a lot of it for me is I want to see how Patrick Mahomes decides who's, who's going to be that guy for him that uh, quote-unquote security blanket outside of Travis Kelsey that he decides to, uh, to to pepper with targets. And I think if it would not surprise me at all, Brant, to see it be Juju, and, and I would come on air and give you props if it happens to be from start to finish. I just, I'm, I'm a little leery on that. Um, so one thing I want to talk about really quick, and I know you and I had sat down and talked about this earlier, is there's four teams that we don't have a wide receiver in the top 36 from any of these teams and some of them are going to be a little surprising more so than others but before we do that i wanted to know if you were aware that we have six teams consensusly with two names apiece in the top 36 did you know that no i did not know uh denver we have both we both have Cortland sutton and jerry judy miami we both have tyreek hill and uh, jalen waddle 
Pittsburgh, we both have Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Cincinnati, we both have T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Tampa Bay, we both have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And the New York Jets, a team that forever a lot of people have said, I'm not owning that. We, we both have Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. It's really interesting. And then, you know, we were real close on a couple other teams. I had two Rams inside of mine. Um, I had two Raiders inside of mine. You had two Chargers inside of yours. Uh, there's another one that you had two of the same player that I – or from the same team. Um, no, it was it would have been two with, with mine. Uh, but, yeah, so it could it could have very well, if we would have lined up a little differently, where we could have had eight, eight or nine teams here with two top – uh, 36 wide receivers so that's really interesting and one thing I want to talk about when it comes to these teams is uh, outside of Denver with Russell Wilson Tampa Bay with Tom Brady and Cincinnati with Joe Burrow they're they're really kind of question marks you got Tua at quarterback in Miami mm-hmm. big question mark make or break year for Tua uh, in Pittsburgh <clears throat> it's Mitch Trubisky until Kenny Pickett takes over again big question mark and in the, the, for the New York Jets it's it's Zach Wilson who's a question mark and <coughs> Excuse me, and uh, I know we hadn't talked about that earlier, so I'm kind of putting you on the spot right now, but it's interesting that we had uh, in our consensus rankings two players from three teams uh, in the top 36 that really their quarterback plays kind of shaky at best. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, With Miami, Miami, the real reason that we have these two up there is these are two guys that can create on their own. They, they have the speed. They run the, the screen games. They're able to break tackles. They're able to vision. Or they, they have great field vision to find the open area. So these two guys create more by themselves than they really need. I'm not saying they don't need a quarterback to be able to get them the ball, but these guys are able to They get that yak yards there. And, I mean, it, it in a blink of an eye, you could see Waddle or Tyreek Hill both take a 40-yard touchdown in sure, and, absolutely. and change the whole aspect of the game. Absolutely. Um. I'll let you hit on the two Pittsburgh um, guys since, uh, you know, I swung on the Miami. Uh, you know, Brant, uh, for me, uh, this one's kind of near and dear to my heart. Uh, as you know, I've, I've been very aggressive trying to get Chase Claypool, yes. and I've done so in two of my three dynasty leagues. And I actually, actually had the opportunity to get Chase Claypool in a third dynasty league last night uh, and only decided not to just simply because I don't want to be wrong in three leagues. Yeah. Uh, but I do have a, a, a strange feeling that Claypool is going to bust out this year. Uh, and Deontay Johnson, again, that's both of these names could finish outside the top 36 this year. Uh, and so this one's a little bit more of a of a trust your gut with what's happened in the past kind of a thing. Uh, again, with Chase Claypool, 23 years of age, and Deontay Johnson at 25 years of age, they both have age working for them. If Kenny Pickett comes on and, and does what he did in college, nobody will be upset to own either one of those players in Dynasty. Uh, so that's, that's really interesting. Uh, but... You know, even hearing myself talk about it now, I'm like, how did I end up with two Pittsburgh wide receivers in the top 36? Uh, but, again, it goes back when you're ranking. You put these guys in for a reason. And uh, both of Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, I'd be willing to stand on a uh, on a hill and, and argue. I think the bootleg passing game is going to be huge this year in Pittsburgh. Uh, and so, uh, for that reason, I, I, I'm looking forward to both of these guys. Absolutely. Um, I have them both in there, and I'm going to throw this out because it's going to sound really weird. But I trust Mitch Trubisky to be able to support this. He didn't really have – he had Allen Robinson. Can you name me another wideout that he may have had in Chicago to help him out or a line to help him out? Darnell Mooney's going into his third year. Well, So he had him for, what, one year? Well, half a year because Nick Foles took over. Yeah. 
So I trust Mr. Mitch Trubisky. He looked he looked okay. Um, he obviously didn't play a whole lot in in Buffalo as a backup, but when he did, he was very serviceable with those wide receivers they had. Um, so yeah, I actually trust him to be able to step in and, and run this offense. And like you said, if Kenny Pickett does take over, he's got he's got a great arm to support him. But I honestly could 100% believe that Mitch Trubisky runs this season for Pittsburgh as the quarterback for the entire year and supports both w- these guys. Wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, let's talk about the last one a little bit here. Uh, the New York Football Jets, J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Zach Wilson to the moon. To the moon. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's odd. Um, but, again, uh, Zach Wilson is young, uh, came in with his coaching staff last year. He was their guy. They took him at number two in front of you know Trey Lance, in front of Mac Jones, in front of Justin Fields. Um, and, you know, he has a cannon for an arm. He, he showed that at BYU. He, he showed it in bits and pieces last year. Uh, and Elijah Moore looked great with him when Elijah Moore was healthy and played last year. And I think Garrett Wilson's going to step right in. It may take him a few weeks, mm-hmm. uh, but again, at Garrett, with Garrett Wilson only being 21 years of age, um, that that young core is just going to continue to grow together. And I, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. It's no longer going to be, uh, it's the Jets. I don't want anything there. It's the Jets is going to be an exciting team to own um, in fantasy, and and I really look forward to uh, to watching them play a little bit this year. Yeah, I absolutely love what the Jets have done here. They they built it. They get, they got themselves some linemen a couple or linemen. They got themselves some linemen a couple years ago in the draft. They had injury history or injury issues last year on the line. They're all coming back healthy. These guys. And then they added, you know, they added their their quarterback of the future. Then now they added. You know, and uh, Elijah Moore last last off season, and this year they added Garrett Wilson and um, Breeze Hall. I absolutely love what the Jets are building. They, they they got this new coaching staff, and they're just slowly building up. This is a team that is honestly for fantasy. I'm not going to tell you to go out there and watch all their games on TV because they might not be that exciting to watch because they are still the Jets. But this is a team for fantasy that could really produce a lot of fantasy relevant players in, in the years to come. It's, and like you said, it's no longer turn your nose up to the Jets. This team is, like we just said, it's to the moon. This team is is on the upward trend, and it's really, I'm not ready really to good say, for them. I'm not ready to say Super Bowl or bust, and I'm also not ready to no, say. absolutely not. I'm also not ready to say that any Jets fantasy relevant player is going to be winning you championships solely, uh, like you've seen with CMC or right. Lamar Jackson or, or – uh, Devonte Adams in the past. I'm not. I'm not there, uh, but I am willing to say that if I'm conducting a startup dynasty draft tomorrow, Zach Wilson's on my radar. Brees Hall's on my radar. Michael Carter's on my radar. Garrett Wilson's on my radar. Elijah Moore's on my radar. There's Jets on my radar, and if they're in the right spot, I'm not leaping for any of these guys no, necessarily. But if they're in the right spot, I'm willing to own all of them. I know you just traded for Elijah Moore in a, mm-hmm. in a dynasty we just did. I, did. I drafted Garrett Wilson, uh, you know, and, and in neither one of our other dynasty leagues that were, well, I'm a part of two more, you're a part of one more, have we conducted our rookie drafts yet. So it, it, it's not to say that neither one of us won't own more Jets after, afterwards. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And, and with the Jets, like you said, it's it, you're going into a startup draft tomorrow, like you said. A lot of these guys are going to slide because of that whole, I don't want to own a Jet, I don't want to own a Jet. Don't be afraid to grab these players. These these guys are young. The whole team is really young, and it's 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 it, everything's looking up for the team. I'm not going to go out here on a limb and say like you said, Super Bowl or bust, but everything is looking up for this team Absolutely. right now. 
All right, let's talk about the teams that we left out a little bit. And I, I think if you're in agreement, Brant, we'll leave out the most shocking one till last. Absolutely. All right, so let's start with the most obvious one then, in my opinion, the New York Giants. Oh, okay. The New York Giants, we did not put anybody in their top 36. Now, we had you've got Kenny Galladay there, okay, who has been a top 10 wide receiver in his career. Uh, you've got Kadarius Toney, who showed great flashes last year. You've got Sterling Shepard. Uh, but the main hindrance is you've got Daniel Jones. Yeah. Uh, and outside of that, I'm not really sure what to say about that. I mean, you know, I, I know you've been a huge believer in Kenny Galladay. Matter of fact, I don't want to make you look bad here, but I believe he was your first wide receiver taken off the board two years ago oh, in a dynasty startup. Guess what? I still have him, too. I'm still holding on, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just can't cut players that need cutting. Uh, but I, I do believe that, if I'm not mistaken, he – so – He's a guy that in Dynasty – and two years ago, I don't think any one of us laughed at you when you pulled him as your first wide receiver. Granted, you played the running back game and and things, and so your wide receiver was coming off the board late. It's not like you took Kenny Galladay in the first or second round. Um, But, you know, that's a a bigger-name guy who has exploded in the past. Uh, You know, again, Kadarius Toney. So, Brant, why don't you tell us why you – why you didn't have any Giants in there. Daniel Jones is the main reason there. But a lot has to do with that. It's really it's really murky in those waters there in New York with, you know, like you said, Kadarius Toney. Um, they added Wondell Robinson also this offseason. Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard. It's real murky in those waters of who's actually going to break out and be the um, wide receiver one on that team. It should be Kenny Galladay. Um, I think he has the most upside. Maybe I could be wrong, but it's 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 a guy that it's it, 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 there's just too many question marks there. And I took him in the fourth round um, as my first wide receiver in our, in our startup dynasty. Let's just uh, talk about these first three wide receivers you took off the board. How about we move on to the next team? <laughs> Kenny Galladay, DJ Chark, and Robert Woods. My my my, what a difference a few. And years then I makes. didn't take another one until round twelve. Which was this So I, I, I kind of bombed my first ever dynasty startup. I've been creeping from the bottom and kind of just holding on to the bottom here. Um, as you can tell, as he reads off my horrendous team, I didn't really have a whole lot of trade pieces after my year one. So I, I, I've started at the bottom, but I feel like I've built a pretty good team in three years to, to compete for playoffs and, and possibly move into the second or third round. I don't know how uh, I'm looking how at your I'm... roster right now. You don't own a single player that you draft. Yes, I do. Which one? Kenny Galladay. <laughs> Kenny Galladay is the only ro- player on your roster that you still own. You Matter of fact, your first quarterback off the board was none other than Daniel I Jones. Did. Yes, yes. Yes. All right. Well, the good laugh there. All right. Move, let's move move. Right I bombed along. my first one, and I learned from it. Which one do you want to talk about next? Because the other two are both uh, young quarterbacks here. So you pick which one you want to talk about first. Both of them I have. Uh, it, screw it. We're going to talk about New England. Okay. I've held on to Jacoby Myers forever, too. I've always looked for that breakout. They added Parker He's this year. He's got his first touchdown. They did. He finally year. got his first touchdown. They got uh, Parker there. They got Myers. They got – Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne. Um, Hunter Henry. Johnu Smith. Is Nikhil Harry still in town? I believe Nikhil Harry's still there. They drafted a wide receiver. Only Lord knows who he was. Um, he was the, shouldn't have been drafted in the round he was, but that's we talked about that way back. But I, th- once again, the murky waters there, you don't know really what's going to break out. You really don't know with the addition of how many running backs they put into that. 
we don't even know how many times they're going to pass the ball in a game. We watched them play a game last year where he threw, what, five passes total? I mean, that was pretty nasty weather. But still. But, yes. I, and they won. They did. You're right. So, I mean, New England has proven they can use the run and actually Are we win. both in a consensus agreement if they have one that breaks into the top 36 dynasty ranking-wise, it's going to be Devontae Parker? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to huff and puff at it, but yes. Okay. I mean, it's not uh, – Devontae Parker is not a sexy fantasy name. No. I mean, he once was in Miami when he was the only thing there uh, and never produced, and now he's kind of the only thing there in New England and probably never will produce. Uh, but let's let's move right along. The next one, again, I said young quarterbacks, Mac Jones. If Mac Jones becomes the second coming of Tom Brady, there will be somebody here on this team, okay? Uh, it so, might not be on this team. They might be on a different team right now. They, or bagging groceries at Walmart, yeah. waiting for Bill Belichick yeah. to call him. Uh, let's talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is another team that we left off. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is there. Marvin Jones Jr. is there. Christian Kirk's there. LaVisca Chenault's there. Travis Etienne. Evan they, Ingram they added. Evan Ingram they added, yes. Uh, and and I, think, <laughs> I think a lot of us probably are having a hard time with the Jacksonville pass catchers because – we really don't know what to expect with Trevor Lawrence because of how bad last year was. And again, I don't know how much to put of that on Trevor Lawrence and how much to put on on Urban Meyer. I'd say it's probably a ninety-five to five percent split. Um, but the, the, there's just not a whole lot of uh, uh, fantasy appeal in those pass catchers either. I mean, if I had to pick one that I was going to own, it'd probably be Marvin Jones Jr. for me. And I and I know again that's another former Detroit Lions pass catcher we're talking about. Um, but you know, I, I, I'm just the Christian Kirk. They they way overpaid for that in my mind. I know, Brent, you're a lot higher on Christian Kirk than I am. I think you even talked about trying to, to fit him in there for a minute. I did. Into your top 36. So we almost had Jacksonville off the list. Uh, but it, it's just one, again, this is another one that I just want to wait and see. It, it, and it really is. I mean, you talk about Marvin Jones uh, being, you know, your most reliable. He's 32 years old. He did finish as the wide receiver at 33 last year. But, I mean, once again, 32 years old with a young quarterback. And they added so much there. Like you said, Christian Kirk. Marvin Jones, Zay, Zay Jones, they also added. Uh, Laquan Treadwell, which I don't know if that really matters. Dan Arnold came on and had a few good games. Evan Ingram's there. Travis Etienne coming back. James Robinson's very serviceable pass catcher out of the backfield too. But, I mean, th- th- there's just so much there, and, and we don't know. Tre- and next thing you know, Trevor Lawrence could be coming out and doing the, you know, just spreading the ball out, and nobody ever breaks into the top 36. And that honestly is, I think, the way that Jacksonville – moves into to being a better team as he has to spread that ball out and he can't just focus on one guy so there's not going to be one guy that's going to break out for you okay all right let's talk about the uh the 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 elephant in the room if you will one of the top five quarterbacks in the league not a young one not a young one going to be a, a first ballot hall of famer uh and that's aaron Rodgers with the green bay packers uh, the argument could have been made, I'm sure, for either one of us to, to potentially throw in Alan Lazard or, or Christian Watson, uh, but we both left him out. And I'll, I'll hit my, my reasoning why first. Um, Devontae Adams is gone. And Aaron Rodgers, for the longest time, has not had to have eyes for anybody other than him. I mean, he had Jordy Nelson a while back, you know, and, and Randall Cobb was there at that time. And Randall Cobb's back, but Randall Cobb's also, you know, uh, old, real real old. Yeah. Um, you know, Alan Lazard's 25, Christian Watson. Uh, you know, I, I absolutely love Christian Watson, and I think Christian Watson's probably the guy that emerges there at some point, but I think it's going to be a while. And I think what actually you're going to see in Green Bay this year, and Brant, you correct me if you think I'm wrong or I'm way out of line here, I think Alan Lazard's going to be the guy in Green Bay for the first half 
three quarters of the season. And then Christian Watson's going to take over. And Alan Lazard's going to slowly fade out into the backdrop. Christian Watson's going to be the guy. And then next offseason, we'll have more Aaron Rodgers drama. Is he going to retire? Is he going to stay? What's he going to do? Are they going to add another weapon for him? And I think it's just really hard to put a Green Bay guy into the top 36 dynasty rankings again in redraft and redraft alan lazard would be in my top 36 this year he would be and and uh in my top six wide receivers for rookies christian watson would be there but it just this offseason going into offseason dynasty rankings for a startup draft this year i just couldn't justifiably put either one of them in there absolutely i think you're going to see another thing in green bay you're going to see a lot of is aaron jones catching a lot more passes so when your number one target normally goes away and your number two wide receiver has to start drawing the number one coverage, it's almost easier just to dump off because Lazard's not used to having that type of coverage, especially when you have Adams when the one and two are probably covering yeah, yeah, your number one wide out. So Lazard's going to have you know some bump, bumps in the road to, to take off. But like you said, it, first half of the season, Lazard's probably going to be the best one. Then Watson's going to then Watson's going to take off, and they're both going to probably be. Flex serviceable weeks, certain weeks, and and certain weeks you may not see either one up there in in the top thirty six, and I, and I don't I, honestly I don't see either one of those finishing in the top thirty six this year, and in my mind if Rogers is going to stay they're going to have to add another like real weapon or Watson is going to have to they've emerge. done real good adding weapons for him Jordan Love Eric Stokes yeah. I mean, they've, they've done a. Green Bay really cares what Aaron Rodgers yeah. thinks. So, I mean, okay. they're going to have to add a real weapon or Watson's going to have to explode onto the scene because I don't see Lazard being a season-long number one. I do see him as serviceable. He had some great games last year. Um, what was that, three? That two or three? That, I mean, and, that I had to play that him. you had to start him, and he actually had pretty good – well, he yeah. had one one-point yeah, game. Yeah, I, I went into our dynasty playoffs last year in the league. You're talking about starting Michael Gallup and Alan Lazard. Yeah. Because Calvin Ridley and DeAndre Hopkins were non-existent. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so anyway, it, it's really – it's really funny that we sat down, we did our rankings completely separate from one another. We didn't sit and talk about them until we were both done. And then we sit here and we look at them, and four teams don't make it all together. And then we have six teams that have two guys. Okay? So what that tells me is a lot of teams have a lot of really good wide receivers, and a lot of teams just really don't. And the four teams that just really don't are New England, Green Bay, Jacksonville, and New York. Giants. Because the Jets do. The Jets do. So, Brant, um, I think next week we're going to get into our tight end. Yes. Tight end rankings should be a fairly short episode. And then uh, we've kind of got the, the future weeks mapped out. We're going to start doing some uh, divisional break breakdowns, very similar to what Seth did on his IDP podcast, where we're going to start talking about some uh, the teams from some from divisions with their breakouts, their busts, their, their studs, and their sleeper picks. Uh, and we're going to get into that after we do tight ends next week. Again, going to be a short episode next week. Uh, and uh, we look forward to hearing from any, any uh, input you guys have, any feedback on this episode, a wide receiver we missed, one we didn't have high enough, one we had way too high. We'd love to hear about it. Absolutely, absolutely. Keep, uh, bring, bring the conversations on. We'd absolutely love to discuss these rankings with you guys. Um, you can hit us up on the Fantasy Holics page. Um, Instagram. Co- Instagram. Twitter. Twitter. You can hit us up on the Fat Boys Dynasty Facebook Messenger. We are also on the Fantasy Holics Messenger. So you can really hit us up through the comments Messenger, Instagram, Twitter, any of that. We will definitely be uh, more than willing to get back to you. Um, Just make sure you ask for yes, the Fat if you Boys. Ha- if you have a specific question for the Fat Boys, please, please, please make sure you address it to us so we actually know that, that you, you want to hear from us. 
and I'm not sure they will want to hear from us because I can't even think of contamination as a word when I'm doing a podcast. So yeah, well, and you can't you can't name Mike, can't. Michael Thomas and Mike Williams. What, what, it's never a dull moment on the Fat Boys Dynasty no, podcast. No, never is. Never. And, uh, yeah, you should see my typing. It might be worse than my speaking sometimes. <laughs> but as always, stay hungry and stay fat, my friends.